This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free 800-507-1148 your pain relieving back brace may be covered by medicare at little or no cost to you call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last All right. Welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick Sports. I'm not Dan Patrick. I'm Nick Gieber. And neither is my co-host. He's not Dan Patrick either. He's Kartik Krishnaya. Kartik, it's kind of a slow week in the world of global football. You know, we've had the excitement of the big tournaments and the transfer market supposedly heating up. But in all honesty, it's been a little bit slow, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been very slow. I mean, I think since the end of the Women's World Cup, obviously, Cup of African Nations went beyond that. Uh, it's gotten slow. We've got these kind of boring friendlies going on and not much activity in the transfer market, but I'm still expecting some sort of uh, 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 frenzy toward the end of the uh, transfer window. Well, and there are some big names uh, up for grabs, uh, or Gareth Bale being the biggest one. Is he going to go to China or is he going to try to, at the age of 30, uh, you know, get a good three or four years of solid football, maybe in the Premier League behind him. We can talk about that. We can talk about the situation at United where Paul Pogba, according to Juan Mata, is just the greatest guy in the world and everyone's uh, everyone's revolving around him. That's kind of an interesting quote. And we are later on in the show going to give quite a bit of time to these wonderful comments from the always outspoken LA Galaxy forward Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who, other than thinking he is the greatest man in the world, he may well be, by the way. Um, he had some interesting comments about Major League Soccer. We touched on some of these last week and some of the fallout from the MLS fanboys and girls and some of the uh, bootlicking MLS media, how much they were up in arms about this. But ESPN have published the rest of the interview with him, and we have it in writing. And some of these quotes are astounding, and I think we should talk about them. I think they are good food for thought. Also, uh, we talked about Arsenal last week, and one of our Twitter, well, one of our listeners got really um, busy with us on Twitter. Rashid Laguna had a big, big, long diatribe about Arsenal, really salient points. Let's talk about the Gunners and the situation at the Emirates. All right, that's what's on the table today. Uh, Nick and Kartik with you as we are each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. If you'd like to give us a call in the studio, you can do that. 800-878-PLAY, 800-878-PLAY. Oh, by the way, big hello to my uh, dearest, Kerry, who's uh, always listening to the show. We really appreciate that. All right, uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Fifth Street Sports. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash History Sports Talk. I had to think about that for a minute. All right, Nick and Kartik with you. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes to kick it all off right here on History Soccer. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. 
So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Take a step toward updating your home with exclusive life-proof vinyl plank flooring from The Home Depot, starting at just $2.99 a square foot. It locks together for easy installation. It's waterproof, scratch-resistant, and comes in a variety of trendy styles with over 40 colors to choose from. That's a step in the right direction. Today is the day for doing with life-proof vinyl plank flooring starting at just $2.99 a square foot. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. See store for details. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. All right, welcome back. Ooh, that was quick. Uh, welcome back to the show. Mystery Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you today. Um, you know, it is uh, somewhat quiet in the world of football, but actually the more I look into it, and as we were prepping for today, the sort of more stories were coming front and center. But Kartik, the one thing I didn't mention is I, I posted this on our official uh, Twitter account earlier on in the week. I wanted to know if we were going to give Dennis Prager the Wanker of the Week Award just before the week had even started uh, because of his comments about the U.S. women's national team. And one of the great things, by the way, about SiriusXM and about the Sports Byline Network is unlike ESPN, Kartik, you and I, we are not uh, we are not 
stopped from talking about politics. And I'm sorry if you don't agree with us politically. You know, you can just deal with it. If you don't like us, you can turn off the radio. It's just that simple. But Dennis Prager is a complete tosser. <laughs> well, we already uh, we already knew that, but I mean, it's, um, you know, his commentary about the U.S. Women's National Team, like some heartbroken, you know, uh, jingoist. Basically, we all wanted to love the U.S. Women's National Team, uh, but they let us down, and uh, they're, they 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 uh, uh, they're they're they shouldn't be talking about politics and their, their, their social attitudes and all of this. I mean, it is unbelievable because, uh, again, I don't want to get too political here, but when oh, feel there's free. an actor in Hollywood, the rare conservative actor in Hollywood, or the uh, athlete, uh, particularly football and baseball players that speak out on, uh, on politics and social issues, I remember uh, uh, Kurt Schilling, for example, uh, they embrace them and they magnify those people. And there have been a lot of NFL players through the years who've been very conservative. So again, they don't—they don't want to have it both ways, right? They don't want to have the conversation or the discussion or the dialogue about some of the issues the U.S. women uh, might be raising. And uh, you reference ESPN. Uh, obviously, I'm in South Florida. Uh, Dan Levitard is the most popular sports host in this town. And um, he's now in the news about this same sort of thing. Well, uh, lots of uh, big ups to Dan Lebertard. A big respect for me. A uh, man sticking to his guns. He didn't do his show today out of uh, protest because ESPN wouldn't allow him to talk politics. Now, under their former regime, under John Skipper, uh, they were, you know, much more liberal about that. Uh, the host could really say whatever they want. And again, it's a great thing about where we are, and we really appreciate the fine people at uh, both Sports Byline and uh, Sirius XM. Uh, but look, what Dennis Prager said is ridiculous. I'm going to just a couple quotes here. Uh, it takes a lot for people like me not to root for an American team, but Megan Rapinoe, the foul, foul-mouthed star of the team and her fellow players made it possible. The U.S. women's team disgraced itself Either its members were cowed into submission by Rapino, or they agreed, or at least they never agreed, or, or at least they never disagreed with her attacks on the president. Her reference to the White House as the effing White House, her refusal since 2016 to participate in the national anthem, and her repeatedly shouting during the team's parade in New York City, quote, New York, you're the mother effing best. For example, Rapino said, every member of the team that I have talked to would not go to the White House. Then here's his quote. Rapino is a great soccer player. Other than that, she's unimpressive. She comes across as arrogant, a fool, and a lowlife. Why a fool? Because she thinks she has something important to say to the American people and that we need to hear it because she's a great player. I mean, why would we even then listen to... To Dennis Prager, what does he have to say? I mean, what, you know, why? What has Dennis Prager ever won? I mean, you know, has Dennis yeah. Prager ever represented this country and won an award for his country? I don't think so. Dennis Prager is a wanker. That's just the bottom line here. And the fact is, this is the double standard, Kartik. How many NBA teams have you seen partying up, uh, you know, yelling obscenities, having a great time, I mean, this is kind of the in-your-face culture we live in today. Dennis Prager, like me, is a bit of a dinosaur. But, you know, I have kids, and I see how this works. And, you know, listen, Megan Rapinoe and the U.S. Women's National Team, far, far from disgracing themselves, have brought glory 
to the United States and the U.S. Women's National Program. So he's wanker of the week for me. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I mentioned on Twitter, uh, just because I, I, it came to mind. Look, I didn't even think about it. I'm watching the Open yesterday, and Paul Eisengrist is the uh, co-commentator uh, with uh, Dan Hicks on uh, on NBC. And I thought, you know what? I remember when he said he wouldn't go to the White House when the U.S. won the Ryder Cup because he didn't because he's a conservative like most golfers are. And he, he didn't respect Bill Clinton. Now, and then, I, so I put it out there, got all this vile attack from conservatives that it wasn't true. Oh, and it's different because this was a national team. I'm like, well, that was a national team. It was a Ryder Cup team. And they won for a change that time. <laughs> and it's done a whole lot of since, right? Um, I remember the time Crenshaw was captain. They won with that dramatic comeback. But um, so, and what was so funny about it then uh, was that it turned out, I guess, it wasn't just Asian girl. It was multiple guys who didn't want to go, and then they ended up going um, after, and, and some still didn't go, but but the, the team ended up going and, and meeting Bill Clinton at the White House. 25 years later, or more than 25 years later, it was 1993, um, 26 years later, um, they're, they're the same people who are saying that was okay to me are saying that this is different. This is a different situation entirely because um, – and then use these same arguments Prager's making, that the uh, U.S. women had uh, disrespected the United States while on foreign soil. Megan Rapino had disrespected her president while on foreign soil. Like, uh, um, I, I, that to me, that, that's just mind-boggling. Uh, so essentially what you're saying is you can't disrespect the head of state, or, or not disrespect, but, but critique the head of state in this country at any time. Well, so yeah. we'll remember that. Four right. years from now or eight years from now. Right. You, you when the next World Cup rolls around. Right, exactly. Well, the, the last thing he said is, is, is classic. He says, people ex who excel in one thing are tempted to think they're smart about everything. Uh, but that's almost never the case. Right, Dennis? You could be talking about yourself. There's no reason at all to assume that people who excel in anything other than wisdom are wiser than anybody else. And here's the kicker. People who think they are wise because they excel at, some, excel at something unrelated to wisdom are, are fools. This guy is an arrogant, egotistical dinosaur who is so filled with a sense of his own importance and pomposity, I'm surprised he can even get up from his chair and move around. Yeah, it's like a lot of these conservative commentators. I mean, I, I out of curiosity, read through uh, parts of Laura Ingram's book, Shut Up and Sing, which was a shot at Hollywood and at entertainers for being liberals. And um, I was... I was just blown away because her arguments were so simplistic, like she had a license and a patent on wisdom. And uh, people who are actors or singers, and in many cases, actors who are acting in uh, societally important movies, you know, some of the movies Steven Spielberg's made, I think of even Lincoln and Bridge of Spies, recent movies he's made, The Post, uh, have to understand politics, they have to understand society, and they have to understand history to deliver those performances. Well, They're probably more qualified a guy like Tom Hanks, probably more qualified to talk about stuff in society than most of these conservative or liberal commentators, for that matter. Probably has more historical perspective. So I, I don't know what, the self-importance of people who commentate on politics. Who, uh, Nick, I can tell you from my own experience, having been in politics, and I was in politics on, on the left, and they're – same thing applies to a lot of people on the left. They are full of self-importance because they can't make it in any other profession. And they really don't know anything about anything else, right? They just give these very stereotypical, stale 
uh, um, commentary that doesn't involve critical thinking. And it's not right. just Prager and Coulter and Ingram. There are people on the left that are the same well, way. I, I, it, it's really I tell boring. you what, Kartik, if it wasn't uh, – if, if actors never went into politics, we'd only remember this man for the Stillwell Road or the fight for the sky, Target Tokyo, Louisa, Storm Warning. And, of course, we'd never remember him as President Ronald Reagan, uh, an actor – <laughs> who had a few wise things to say. Uh, I am actually uh, was an, a, 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 a supporter of Ronald Reagan. I'm more on the conservative side of the Democratic ticket. Uh, nowadays, uh, I'm, I'm an old-school Reagan Republican. That makes me a Democrat these days, I believe. Uh, anyway, uh, Kartik, <laughs> uh, we have to go to break. We'll put the politics aside, though, because there is a lot of football to talk about, uh, which we will engage in in our typical wise manner, Kartik, because we know everything. We will try not to be foul-mouthed louts, but all I can say is Den Dennis Prager most certainly is the wanker of the week. All right, we're going to take a break. I'll be back with more right here this week. So. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than 
$500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. All right, you're back with us here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, last week, we were talking a little bit about the Gunners, about Arsenal, and what Kartik and I uh, were rather harsh about the situation at the Emirates about the future for Arsenal Football Club and we were talking a little bit about the history of the club and how they got to this rather unfortunate place where they are really having trouble finding a way to get into the top three or top four and entrench themselves there as they were under Arsene Wenger where every year they won the Wenger Trophy which, of course, is a top-four finish, which just about everyone poo-pooed at the time. But, you know, now we see just how difficult it is to win the quote-unquote Wenger Trophy uh, every year. Having said that, Kartik, you and I had some positions on this, and one of our listeners, Rashid Daguna, uh, sent a was trying to actually call in, but I, don't, I think he's in the U.K., and was having trouble reaching us. So he sent us a three-part tweet, which I would like to read, we, in talking about David Dean, because you had mentioned about how David Dean and the, the Stan Kroenke situation had really conspired to put Arsenal in its uh, rather unfortunate situation. So I'm going to read the first one. Uh, he says, Kartik mentioned David Dean, and while he's right about his affiliation with Uzmanov, Dean is the one who caused all of this. Dean sold shares to Kroenke, first of all, and when Peter Hillwood found out, he fired him from the board. Their board also said of Kroenke that they don't want, quote, his type at the club on the board. So with that, Kroenke was shut out. Then Dean had no way in. So he then went to Usmanov to sell him the rest of his shares and try to force a hostile takeover on his end. And when the board realized, they decided Kroenke was the lesser of two evils and then put him on the board. When Danny Friesman was literally on his deathbed, he didn't want Usmanov getting the rest of his shares, so he sold them to Kroenke to prevent the chance of Usmanov becoming majority shareholder. And here we are today. The final point he makes, Kartik, he says, I do agree with you about the Emirates, but the Emirates was planned in 2002, long before Dean went to Kroenke. Had Kroenke not come into the club, maybe, just maybe, the stadium would have been much bigger cash cow for us right now. Now that's Rashid Daguna writing to us on Twitter, uh, at Fifth Street Sports. Uh, you know, he brings up some really interesting points, Kartik, and uh, in some respect, it's a self-inflicted wound from Arsenal. In their desire to not have Usmanov, they married Kroenke, and all you've got to do is look around Major League Soccer, for example, and see what a disaster he is uh, in terms of uh, an owner if you want your team to excel. Yeah, and uh, th- thank you for those uh, those tweets. Very true. I had forgotten that chronology. Danny Fitz- Fitzman, uh, I think, signed over everything the day- the night before he, he passed, right? And-, and Lady Nina Bracewell, something very similar with her um, in-, in terms of their shares. Uh, and if I also recall correctly, um, this Kroenke-, Kroenke had bought 
maybe 10 or 15 percent as early as, as 2006 or 2007, because now that that it's been brought up, I remember going to a Colorado Rapids game in 2000, 2007, and there was talk that the team was going to be rebranded Colorado, Colorado, um, the, um, because of the, the, the linkage through Cronkey, who did not yet own you know, he was a minority shareholder at the time at Arsenal, as as you've laid out in your tweets. But then, all, or, uh, but also, um, the new site of Dick Sporting Goods Park, or the new stadium at the time for the Rapids, was built uh, on what was the old Arsenal there. Yeah. So it would have worked two ways. But, yeah, um, I, I think um, those are all very salient points, very good points. Uh, and thank you, thank you for the reminder on history. I do think David Dean then maybe was playing a little bit with fire. I still give him so much credit for making Arsenal the club it, it, it became. Uh, but uh, uh, on the way out, there was a little bit of uh, a bitterness, bitterness and gamesmanship on his part. Um, and uh, Arsene Wenger, who he had, of course, brought to, to, to England, uh, he certainly didn't do him any favors with, with that sort of uh, behavior yeah, and hostile takeover the, attempts uh, at the, the end. What was the problem these guys had with Usmanov? I mean, you know, look, I'm not sure that there's a, t- too many profiles of ownership that you're going to look and say, ooh, that's great, I want that owner. Maybe Fenway Sports Group, but, you know, what is it exactly about Usmanov that they were all so up in arms about? Um, I think that they didn't want a... Um, an owner, a big, big money owner that was probably going to uh, oust everybody and create a, a structure like Chelsea under Rovan Amramovic. I think that would have been uh, uh, the fear, or, or uh, because Arsenal was very much kind of a family club with those those shareholders. Right. Um, otherwise, I, I don't know because I mean, uh, he he was one of the richest men in the world at the time. I mean, he was worth like fifteen or twenty billion when um, he was interested in buying Arsenal and certainly would have um, invested in the club and I, 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 in a way that Abramovich, who, who um, if I recall correctly, he was quite friendly with, had invested in Chelsea. Now, you can't tell me that Chelsea is worse off now than they were before Roman bought the club. Are you like, kidding do you, me? Do you want Ken Bates back? Right, right, right. You want Ken Bates? You, you, you want to be five minutes away from bankruptcy filing? I right. mean, because that, that, that's where they were. And, you know, this is a, this is a discussion and Ken that. Bates, I, by the way, plunged leads into bankruptcy twice. I should remind people. Oh, no, of course, right. Absolutely. What him after he left Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's a shareholder at Bolton Wanderers. I mean, that could be maybe one of the, that could maybe one of the reasons that they're in such trouble. Although I don't think so. They've <laughs> right. got a completely different set of issues, but it's interesting because, you know, one of the things I have discovered over the years is that, you know, football fans are, Unlike uh, NFL fans or, to a degree, NHL fans, maybe NBA fans are a little bit this way, but f- football fans, soccer fans are very no- – they are real nosy parkers, and they are ve- very opinionated about the people that pay big money for those teams. And part of this is these teams have been around so long that really the owners buy the teams, and, yeah, they do own them legally – but they're really sort of leasing them from the community because most of these teams right. are so firmly entrenched in the community and have been for, you know, 130 years. And that's one of the reasons that, that fans do get so up in arms about it. But, you know, look, look at Manchester United. I mean, they had trouble getting good ownership. They had the two Irish fellows and the horse seamen problem that they were dealing with, if you remember that. 
Uh, and you know, um, I mean, that nearly imploded the club. And then they had the public offering and then they had the Glazers. Now, I know most Man United supporters, and, and we, we'll get uh, Phil De Bruyne on here again, you know, absolutely cannot stand the Glazers. think they've been, you know, the absolute worst thing to happen to United. But you can't say United hasn't won a lot of stuff and signed a bunch of big name players under the Glazer stewardship. No, and I've always heard also pushback from some very traditional fans that it's foreign ownership, it's this and that. And I agree. I mean, I, I think a lot of times American owners go in, uh, they, they, they treat it like it's a, a pure business when these are community institutions. These are more like colleges, right, the way we would view, view U.S. college football, college basketball programs in their importance to the community and to their fans than the NFL or NBA or NHL teams. Um, however, the two worst owners that I can think of in football, in, in, in English football in the last 10 years, have been Ken Bates. Well, after I mentioned Ken Bates, who'd been around for 30 years, but uh, had, had, you know, uh, done damage at one club after another. Went from Bolton to Chelsea, went from Chelsea to Leeds. Uh, and uh, Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley is absolutely the worst owner in football. Um, well, he has, he has a gem of a diamond, and he's unwilling, unwilling to spend the few bucks that he needs to to polish it up to its its glorious beauty right so given the way the sport has evolved and the money in the sport has evolved you're almost better off with a foreign owner that has some interest in football or comes from a footballing culture or or is fsg right um that was a that was an exception right to the general trend of american owners but uh the owners who come from from Eastern Europe, from Asia, from the Middle East, there have been some bad ones, but there have also been some very, very good yeah. ones. And recently there haven't been very many well-run, big, big clubs by English owners. And yeah, that's I mean, just the reality. We'll We're take talking a look specifically about England. Well, we can have I'm, this conversation about every, every domestic league, but England specifically, I think that that's the reality. Oh, well, so. I mean, you know, what about the... Uh, the Thai family that owns Leicester City. Now, they obviously had a big tragedy last year, but, I mean, they put uh, a lot of money in it. They've been fantastic, though. Yeah, I mean, what about yeah. the owners of Watford, Italian, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Those uh, are family. They've, been, yeah. they've, they've turned that club into a, a legitimate Premier League club. That was always a yo-yo club that was more of a championship club, right, Watford? And yeah. Leicester, no, no one's going to argue about Leicester. In fact, the Leicester fans adore those owners. Uh, and that was a huge community tragedy for them when uh, the owner died in that, that helicopter crash because yeah. uh, um, not only had they come from a footballing culture, but then they came and lived among the people in Leicester. And obviously, you know, the, the success speaks for itself, right? Um, Leicester City, when they bought the club, had fallen to, out of the top two flights of English football for the first time in their history. Um, under the auspices of another owner, Milan Mandarich, who was horrible, yeah. who now doesn't own anyone, but he was a terrible owner for years. Another American, by the way. He was American. Didn't he buy a team in Serie B or Serie A? Yeah, and he bought, you know, remember he bought Portsmouth at one point, and then he bought, like, an Italian team. Was it Palmer? He was just a bad owner. I forget. Was it, like, Palmer or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah, and I think he bankrupted them. Right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, well done. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the ownership discussion is an interesting one. And uh, so I'm not sure what the Usmanov deal was. But, look, to get back to Arsenal for a minute, uh, we just got a minute left. Uh, we promised we'd mention it. They do finally make a signing. It is a loan signing. But, you know, I think it's actually a pretty decent one, getting uh, Sabalos on loan from uh, from Real Madrid. What do you think? Yeah, Donny Sabalos is a player I like a lot. Uh, 
uh, did not expect Real Madrid. Uh, he's been playing more and more the last few years. Played more last season but before Zidane became the manager, admittedly. Uh, but uh, that's a good central midfield signing. Box-to-box midfielder can be influential. Pa- good passer of the ball. Really good technically. Uh, young player. I-, I understand, as you said, it's a loan deal. But that's a that's a good signing for Arsenal that uh, the Gunnar fans, I think, will be happy with. Right. And if they can finally uh, open the wallet up just a bit more and get uh, Wilfred Zaha from Crystal Palace... Uh, it, may, it may be a half-decent off-season uh, for Arsenal, but still very disappointing. All right, when we come back, uh, the great one, I'm not talking about Wayne Gretzky, I'm talking about Zlatan Ibrahimovic, sounds off about Major League Soccer. Kartik and I will discuss right after this. Paint pros know what you don't paint is just as important as what you do paint. So the Home Depot has bulk pricing on a full assortment of 3M painters, tapes, and paint essentials. Everything you need, every day like 3M hand masker film and scotch painter's tape. For the cleanest results on every paint job, 3M and the Home Depot have got you covered. With bulk price savings on 3M paint essentials, every day, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV Ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Seriously. 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. iHeartRadio. Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota. I create my own radio stations. iHeartRadio. Millions of songs. Thousands of stations. One free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com.
All right. Welcome back to Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, just a correction. Uh, Milan Mandarich never did own Parma in Italy. He owned uh, Portsmouth, Leicester City, Sheffield Wednesday, and he is currently the owner of Olympia Ljubljana in the Serbian League. Is that it? Must be Slovenia. Slovenia is in Slovenia. Yeah, Slovenia, yeah. Slovenian League. Anyway, I haven't been seeing them on TV, to be fair. So uh, I'll right. just keep my mouth shut about it. All right. Well, let's get to it. Let's talk about uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, because uh, on Friday uh, we played a genius quote uh, from Zlatan where he was uh, – I forget who it was. Um, who was it? Uh, the, the guy from uh, – uh, ESPN was uh, goading Hercules him. Hercules Gomez. Thank you, Hercules. Yes, was go- who actually has been on this show, by the way. Hercules was goading Zlatan and saying that Carlos Vela uh, is one of the is the top player in the league. And of course, Zlatan went off on that and said, "Well, he's thirty. Um, he's twenty nine. Where was I when I was twenty nine? And obviously, he was playing <laughs> at, the, at the absolute top level in Europe, uh, being one of the most influential and important players in European football." Uh, which he truly was, and you know Zlatan never played in England, and and so I think for for and of course uh, Sweden <clears throat> never quite has had he's never had a great incredible Swedish team around him. So in in some ways I look at Zlatan almost as like the modern day version of George Best. Yeah, I mean he um he had Sweden teams that at least qualified for tournaments, right? I mean they made World Cups, they made Euros, yeah. uh, but they were never. They were never contenders to win anything, right? I mean, I guess, I guess they were early in his career when Henrik Larsson was still playing, um, and they had the two of them. But yeah, that's true. He was kind of like a George Best that way. However, I mean, in terms of winning league titles, I mean, he won. Um, well, he won the titles at Juventus that got stripped because of the uh, uh, the, the the scandal. But then yeah. won at Inter. He won at Barcelona. Uh, the year he went to Milan, uh, suddenly they won the title, uh, although they fell off after that. Then he goes to PSG, he wins titles. Um, look, Manchester United, in the post-Ferguson um, era, had their best years when he was there. Um, and actually him tearing his ACL was probably the thing that kept them from doing even better. But, um, I mean, he, he certainly tore it up uh, for his age there. Um, so he's won everywhere he's been. Um I guess he won a couple cups at Manchester United. So while he didn't win the league there, they did win the uh, Euro- uh, the Europa League, and, and I think they won the League Cup or, or FA Cup. So um, uh, League Cup, that's right, because he, he was a big star in that match. Well, um, but but you know, but look, but, I mean, I mean, it's very similar. I mean, George Best won, you know, what was then the first division with Man United a couple times. He won the European Cup in '68. Yeah. Um, you know, top scorer in the league multiple times. Ballon d'Or, PFA Team of the Year. Uh, legends of football. I mean, but again, Northern Ireland, you know, his international career was sort of non-existent in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, even though he had 37, uh, appearances for Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland weren't exactly, or aren't exactly a big international team, but much like Zlatan ended his career in the United States. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, thinking back to the teams that he had, uh, uh, with with Sweden, they were good very when he was young with with Henrik Larsson and, and Freddie Jumberg and and Svensson and and, and Olaf Melberg uh, those teams. But yeah, when he was at his in his prime, um, the only reason they even qualified for international tournaments was because of him, yeah. right? I mean, they were they were not they were a non-entity. Um, yeah, he's ending his career in the U.S. Uh, much like uh, 
uh, George Best. Although George Best actually went back to England after he, he went to the U.S. Yeah. and you know he could stay with a club for very long. And we there was actually a story here because he um, drank all the alcohol in the city, and there'd be none left. Yeah, right. No, I, it was a serious problem. And so we were actually apparently they were going to bring him back here in the ASL, which was a later league, a link league in the late '80s. Um, actually, have seen from the photographer a couple photos of George Best photo ops, and then the signing didn't happen because of. Um, you know, these sorts of issues. And, of course, his life was cut short because of it also, which is a great tragedy. Um, but, man, uh, you know, you bring in a guy like Zlatan, okay? He is one of the five to seven best players in the world over the course of the last decade, right? Definitely. If you're going to make a list of the top five, top seven players, he's on that list. You're going to bring in a player like him to Major League Soccer, Um and you're not going to give him and, – and you're going to expose him because, here, again, here's a guy who's played um, – obviously, he started in his own domestic league in Sweden, which is a, not a very good league. But I uh, went to Ajax when Ajax was – well, Ajax is back to being Ajax now, but when okay. Ajax was still Ajax in that era, won there in the Dutch league, went to Italy, went to Spain, went to England, won in all these places, okay? And then he's going to come – excuse me – from a club like Manchester United to MLS – and, he, you know, you have to understand, one, because he's so outspoken and he's so, such a character that you better bring the standard of what he's going to see in terms of facilities, in terms of training, in terms of management, in terms of promotion up to the Zlatan level. Right. MLS didn't do that. And what we had when Zlatan signed, Nick, as I said the other day, were all these MLS fanboys saying, oh, you know, he's old and he's not going to do well in this league. And uh, he's coming off an ACL and uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, he comes in and he tears it up. And he's on, on, he wasn't on a very good team, right? Um, so then it became, well, he doesn't keep his mouth shut. He doesn't respect this league. And now uh, I think Zlatan has found, unfortunately, I mean, this is a – I hate to take these shots at, people, at, at what goes on around here, uh, Nick, but he's found the, the intellectual or football IQ level of uh, most Amer many American fans and, uh, and American writers to be uh, very low. Well, so he's now just trolling them. Yeah. Uh, Hercules Gomez would not be one of those. Hercules Gomez, to me, is the top, top five football analyst in this country. Yeah, um, he's a great which, guy. Which might be part of the – part of the reason why U.S. soccer and MLS don't really like him very much <laughs> and why he has the question to go, go Zlatan. Um, I don't actually, go, I don't thank really, God for Hercules. Yeah, you, you know, it's interesting to me because, you know, here's a player. If you look at this five-year run from Zlatan up to the point of the injury, okay, uh, from 2011 until 2016, this guy, after almost a hundred and eight, almost 200 games in that, period of time of that five year scored on just a hair shy of one goal every game i mean that and the, he's not playing on slouch teams i mean he's playing on right. milan he's playing on psg i mean this is you know an unbelievable statistic for a great player so when he is asked what his opinions are and i'm going to I'm going to read this quote because it's just classic, and I'm going to ask you, uh, Kartik, uh, to put you to make this comparison for yourself. Um, he says, "Quote: MLS is not the level of Europe, to be honest. Before I played with players even uh, about on my level or close to it, which makes the game connecting easier. Here, I am like a Ferrari among Fiats, 
And it can happen that the Ferrari can become the Fiat or the Fiat can become the Ferrari. I had the same issue with the national team, although not as much. I said, I don't accept it. I don't accept when the ball doesn't arrive or it arrives too late. I want them to come up to my level. All of this makes me slow down a bit. The game here in America could be so much faster, so much more tactical, so much more rhythmic. And then he starts quoting. Then the Hercules Gomez says, I asked Latan, what will it take for MLS to achieve parity with Europe and South America? And he responds to the question, do they want to make it? So I ask, who is they? He says, they that control it, the owners, do they want it to be big? I said, yes, of course. He says, you think? I says, you don't? He says, I don't. When I asked him why, he said, because you don't make money in soccer. In Europe, I can pick two clubs that make money. The rest don't. They do it out of passion. Here with the sports, you make money, and that's it. And I think with all the rules you have here, you're not boosting up the soccer. So I ask, what rules? He said, the budget, the salary cap. You cannot bring in the players you want. You have more rules here than I have in my home. But now comes the crux of the quote. He talks about the league's playoff format. He says, here, you can lose five games, and it's still, eh, don't worry, we're in the playoffs. So why would you even want to play the first eight months of the season? No, I don't accept this. To be the best, <coughs> excuse me, you have to be the best every day. You know, in Europe, if you come in last, you go down to the N Division Two. That's pressure. So last year, we fight for six positions to go to the playoffs but came in seventh. If we had made the sixth position, people would have said we had a, quote, good season. I say, quote, fighting for the sixth position, that means we had a expletive season. We need to fight for number one, not number six. Kartik Zlatan absolutely encapsulates everything that the promotion relegation USA folks are talking about, about the mediocrity of the league and the fact that there is no motivation for teams in this league to get really good. The motivation, everything, everything about this league, Kartik, everything, is about one thing and one thing only. And you know what that is, Kartik. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's money, right? I mean, that's it. Uh, yeah, so much to unpack there, Nick. He's spot on on everything. Yeah, we've got a little ABBA for him. Money, money, money. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's absolutely correct. So he's spot on in, on everything. Let, let's let's uh, go a couple things. First off, he talked about the level of the players he's playing with. Absolutely correct, Nick, because I've noticed this with other DPs who come over when I watch MLS more closely. And I covered Orlando City for two seasons when Kaká was there. And he his mind was working at a speed uh, that the other players couldn't relate to. So he was playing balls, doing creative things that other guys couldn't read. Of course, Kaká's like a Boy Scout. He's not like Zlatan, right? So... Um, he's not going to make these same quotes, but he could have made the same quotes because I saw it with my own eyes. Uh, and Zlatan has been let down by teammates that are not at his quality. Two, the thing about uh, American owners, absolutely true. It's all about money. It's all about profit for them. That's why the earlier conversation about Crocky, that's why most American owners, FSG accepted, uh, and now maybe West Edens with, with, with Aston Villa, most American owners are terrible in Europe because they're all about making profit and looking at it as an investment rather than a community institution or, or a investment in a passionate sport. Uh, the third point about promotion and relegation, he is spot on. The players in MLS do not feel the pressure. They feel they can lose six, seven matches in a row and still win the, uh, 
win the title, as Seattle did in 2017 when they uh, at one point went winless in like 10 or 12 matches. They get into the playoffs, and then they win MLS Cup. Uh, it's, it's absurd. So, um, yeah, I know Zlatan, uh, there are going to be people who say Zlatan should leave America and, you know, he's anti-American and all that stuff now. Yeah, go back um, where he came from. Yeah, go back to where he came yeah. from. No, <laughs> the, there are MLS fans that are worse than Trump with that stuff, honestly. And people who claim that they're political liberals. I won't get too deep into that. But they get very offended when anyone attacks MLS and they say, well, things are different here. Things have to be different here. We can't apply the European model. Well, that's why we consistently compete and lose in this sport, okay, on the men's level, because um, we don't want to compete. We don't want to engage. Yeah, that's very true. And look, um, you know, one of the things I did like about Major League Soccer is when they were talking about revamping the playoff format. Look, I mean, just take a look at baseball. It is very, very, very hard to make the baseball playoffs, and there's some teams that haven't yeah. made it in decades. And, and and that is a playoff format that works. Now, admittedly, the teams that, you know, are horrible in Major League Baseball, you know, do things like get, you know, first-round draft picks. I think that's how it works, right? You know, the, the worse you are, the better the draft pick. Uh, but that would have been big helpful, and I, I think the league should just focus in on the on the supporters' shield as being the preeminent tournament, and kind of treat the playoffs like a cup competition. But anyway, we're just about out of time this segment. Uh, we can wrap it up when we come back here on Fist Street Soccer and Nikki Brancartic Krishna. Look, we are critical about Major League Soccer. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's not a criticism because it's the American League. It's a criticism because the things we criticize it for are valid and can be changed. And we can have a world-class league, but they don't want to do it. All right, we'll be right back after this. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. 
travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow100.com All right, well, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, just a short segment left. Just a reminder, we're with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. By the way, we're also on iHeart, TuneIn, and, of course, the award-winning Sirius XM app, as well as talking to all of our servicemen and women in uniform around the world on the American Forces Network. Uh, hope you will make us a regular part of your week. Kartik, we didn't really get to the transfers, did we? No, I think we'll get more into that tomorrow, and hopefully there'll be more news tomorrow. Yeah, although we had no shortage. Final thought, Kartik. Yeah, transfer season will heat up at some point, and there will be big moves from the big clubs. just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to have to happen, and there's still some clubs uh, looking for some big signings. Obviously, we talk about Arsenal. I think Spurs have a number of players in the hopper uh, waiting for that to drop. I do kind of wonder if Liverpool are going to uh, sign any players of uh, of note, so to speak, or big any big names. I'm not sure they need to, although uh, they were being linked uh, through the tabloids with a possible Gareth Bale move. But I can't see it. At 30 years old, that's not the profile of what uh, Fenway uh, FSG uh, like to spend money on it would have to. And, of course, his whopping great big huge wages uh, present uh, would present a problem. All right, well, we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow uh, to talk more about this, of course. And just to recap, I believe that, uh, you know, we have um, given Dennis Prager the Wanker of the Week Award, and we gave Zlatan Ibrahimovic the uh, Truthful Sayings of the Week Award. You with that, Kartik? Yep, I'm with both of those. All right. All right, we'll be back on the air with you tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Hope you'll join us. In the meantime, find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Till tomorrow, have a great night. Cheers. Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network.